This is a lecture on fear, a complete lecture on fear and its role in life in the law of attraction and how it prevents you from living your life to the fullest and to manifest everything you ever wanted and more. If you are interested, there will be a lot of stories, a lot of anecdotes. Stay till the end. I will put a timestamps. I will put the timestamps in the description so you can just go directly to the part that is interesting for you or listen to the whole episode. That would be amazing. That being said, please, 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 please share the content if you like it. Comment. Give me feedback. Tell your own stories. It helps me to know who I'm talking to. It helps me to understand what you guys want. It helps me to create better content. It helps me understand you guys more. And it helps my channel grow. So even if you hate, if you have hateful comments, by all means, please go ahead and knock yourself out. Anyway, let's start. Fear will play a role in your life. You get to choose how much of a role it will have in your life. Jim Carrey. We talked about gratitude previously. We're now talking about its evil opposite cousin, fear. Fear <clears throat> is a very low vibration. It's not the lowest because fear still has a lot of energy as opposed to other vibrations of apathy, guilt, and shame. Fear can run your life and pretty much ruin it. Fear is looking at the future and seeing all the things which might go wrong. Fear is not doing things you want to do because fear you fear what others might say. Fear at its very core boils down to survival. We fear that we will lose everything and everybody and end up alone, destitute and depressed. That's why we want to conform. That's why we don't go after what we really want. That's why we stick to relationships that do not benefit us. Fear oftentimes is just paralysis by analysis. We see a girl, we're attracted to her, but instead of acting, we start thinking and then she's gone. Do the thing you fear and the fear is certain to disappear. Ralph Waldo Emerson Fear, false evidence appearing real. This is an excerpt from the great, great book Letting Go by David Hawkins. And the particular topic of this chapter was fear. One excellent experiment is to let go of the fear of fear itself. When we stop being afraid of fear, we notice that it is just a feeling. In fact, fear is far more tolerable than depression. Surprisingly, to a person who has been in bad depression, the re-emergence of fear is welcome. It is better to feel scared than hopeless. To understand how fear is self-reinforcing, we have to stop and look at one other of the laws of consciousness. What one holds in mind tends to manifest. What this means is that any thought which we consistently hold in mind and consistently give energy to will tend to come into our life according to the very form in which our mind has held it. Thus, fear engenders fearful thoughts. The more we hold these thoughts in mind, the more likely the feared event will happen in our life, which again reinforces our fear. As a medical intern, there was a fear of public speaking. At the very thought of getting up in front of medical colleagues to present a patient's case, the voice would fail out of sheer fright. Because of holding that fear, the inevitable situation arose that necessitated having to present the case of a patient to the staff meeting. 
After reading a few paragraphs of the case history, the voice began to falter and get weaker and eventually stopped. The very fear that had been held in mind came to pass. And of course, an occurrence reinforced fear of public speaking and brought on apathy about it. Henceforth, for many years, the limiting belief system operated. I can't speak in public. I'm just not a public speaker. Any and all speaking occasions were avoided with the consequent loss of self-esteem, avoidance of activities, and limitation of vocational goals. As the year passed, the fear took a somewhat different form. The belief system was, I don't want to speak because I might be boring. I might be a bad speaker. Finally, an occasion arose where it was necessary to speak in a public meeting. There was the opportunity to sit down and found the courage to face the fear. The inner dialogue was, What's the worst possible thing that could happen? Well, you could be terribly boring. This brought to mind all the boring speeches given by others and then it became possible to accept that a boring speech was actually common and certainly not the end of the world. There was a letting go of the pride and vanity behind that fear. Yes, it just might happen that the speech would be terribly boring. The fateful day finally arrived. The paper was written out, so all that was needed was to read it. Yes, it would have been far more interesting to give it extemporaneously, but there was an acknowledgement and acceptance of the fear, and so the speech was written out beforehand. The moment arrived to ascend the podium. Despite the interview and reading the speech in a flat, monotone voice, the feat was accomplished. Afterward, some friends say, that was technically a good paper, but boy, it sure was boring. The inner self, however, didn't care. It was jubilant that there had been the courage and acceptance to face the situation and actually do it. The fact that it was boring was completely irrelevant. What was important was that it was done at all. Self-esteem increased because the fear and inhibition had been overcome and speaking engagements no longer had to be avoided. In fact, the practice developed to being an all presentation with a warning to the audience. I am one of the most boring speakers around and in fact, I can be quite tedious. Surprisingly, this brought a laugh from the audience. Their laughter signified acceptance of our common humanness and so the fears were lifted. And that's the end of the first excerpt from the great amazing book by David Hawking's Letting Go. Now, the following excerpt is from Miracles of the Mind by Joseph Murphy, another incredible book. Also on few, obviously. A young lady was invited to an audition. She had been looking forward to the interview. However, on three previous occasions, she failed miserably due to stage fright. Here is a simple technique which I gave her. Remember this young lady had a very good voice, but she was certain when the time came for her to sing that she would be seized by the stage fright. The subconscious mind takes your fear as a request, processed, sorry, proceeds to manifest them and bring them into your experience. On three previous auditions, she sang wrong notes and finally broke down. The cause, as previously outlined, was an involuntary auto-suggestion, i.e. a silent fear thought emotionalized and subjectified. She overcame it by the following technique. Three times a day, she isolated herself in a room. She sat down comfortably in a armchair, relaxed the body and closed her eyes. She stilled the mind and body as best she could. 
Physical inertia favors mental passivity and renders the mind more receptive to suggestion. She counteracted the fear suggestion by its converse, saying to herself, I sing beautifully, I am poised, serene, confident, and calm. She repeated this statement slowly, quietly, and with feeling from 5 to 10 minutes at each sitting. She had three such sittings every day and one immediately prior to sleep. At the end of the week, she was completely poised and confident and gave a remarkable, wonderful audition. Carry out the above procedure with assurance and conviction and the death of fear is certain. There are many people who are afraid to go in an elevator, climb mountains, or even swim in the water. It may well be that the individual had unpleasant experiences in the water in his youth just as having been thrown forcibly into the water without being able to swim. I had an experience when I was about 10 years old. I fell accidentally in the pool and went down three times. I can still remember the dark water engulfing my head and my gasping for air until another boy pulled me out of the last moment. This experience sank into my subconscious mind for fears I feared the water. An elderly psychologist said to me, go down to the swimming pool. Look at the water and say it out loud in strong tones, I am going to master you. I can dominate you. Then go into the water, take lessons and overcome it. This I did. I learned that when you do the thing you're afraid to do, fear disappears. And that's the end of the second excerpt. Fear is a major component of one's life. It's an annoying component that it is here for the ride. Fear is looking at the future and seeing what it will go wrong. What if my business fails? What if my husband leaves? What if ISIS strikes? What if I get sick? What if I get rejected? What if I end life as a failure? So much of our lives are lived in the constant state of worry and anxiety. The price you have to pay for living with those emotions might be too high. Your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. It's all about our scared and fragile ego. During ancient times, fear had a purpose. It was here to prevent us from getting eaten alive or survive natural disasters. Nowadays, fear is much more manufactured and fabricated, first by society and the media, then, of course, by our own minds. I'm not, to try, I'm not trying to cast any aspersions nor deny any conspiracy theories. It is neither here nor there. The media will do what they do, which is to try to get viewership and audience the media will turn the info into something that will get your amygdala hooked. Fear is one of the greatest ingredients to get eyes and clicks. Why start a business? 9 out of 10 fails. Why go approach that woman? She's most likely going to reject you or even worse, slap you. Fear paralyzes us and prevents us from actually doing what we really want to do. How much are you holding back just because of fear? Are you starting sentences like, oh, I wish I could do this or that, but I don't think it can work. How do you know it won't work? Do you have foreseeing abilities? Probably not, but fear has made your vision skewed and has prevented you from seeing reality as it is now, not as you made it out to be in the future. The Greek philosopher Seneca used to say that we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Those timeless words are deep in meaning. We exaggerate things in our mind and forsake reality as it is. Seneca also said, he who indulges in empty fears earn himself real fears. I will illustrate this point with a few examples. When I was living in Shanghai a few years ago, I started seeing this girl. We were both really into each other. After a few weeks, we were eagerly calling ourselves a couple, boyfriend and girlfriend. 
I was feeling quite fragile at this time. I was isolated and depressed before I had met her. Things in my life were not going so well and I felt distraught. When she arrived in my life, she felt like a breath of fresh air. Things went great for a time, but at one point my attachment to her led to my fear of losing her. Before that, I was being the ideal boyfriend, but then fear came along and changed my demeanor and behavior altogether. All of a sudden, I was clingy and needy, and obviously she started backing away, till one day she had enough, and our short-lived romance ended, all because I had let fear rear its ugly head. Now let me tell you about a few scenes from the old show named Kung Fu, with famous actor David Carradine. The story takes place in the Shaolin Temple. A young, a young disciple eager to learn more is put to a test by an old blind master. They find themselves in a secret room hidden from the rest of the monastery. In this room, there's a big pool of liquid. A plank was set from one extremity to the other in order to walk over the pool, which evidently was a pretty easy task. The liquid that filled the pool, however, was not water, it was acid. You could see skulls and bones floating in it. The master told the young disciple that in a week, he would have to walk this plank and try not to fall in the acid and die. The boy was scared, terrified. He did not want to be another skeleton swimming in the pool of acid. The master gave him a plank of similar length and size to practice on the ground for a week. It did not take long for the young boy to perfect his plank walking abilities. Then the day of the test came. Now it was time to prove himself worthy of the Shaolin teachings. He started walking, one small step after another, but he could not contain the fear that was growing inside his mind and body. He started losing balance. He was stumbling and barely walking straight anymore. One awkward step followed by another till the inevitable happened. He fell. The splash resonated throughout the room and all you could hear after that was the old master laughing out loud. The acid was actually water, much to the young disciple's shock and surprise. The master then looked at him and said, You see, young grasshopper, for a week you could walk back and forth on the plank without any problem. Once you thought that the pool was filled with acid, you turned scared and fear failed you. In his short story, The Mask of the Red Death, Edgar Allan Poe wrote about the devastating plagues in Europe during the Middle Age. In his story, the different demons are gathering to report to one another. Those demons are the ones spreading the planes all throughout the continent. One after the other, they brag about the number of people they have killed. They ask one of the demons who came from Paris, How many have you killed? I killed a few thousand. How many have you killed? I just came back from London and killed about 500. Then they turn to the other demon who had just come back from another European city. What about you? I killed about 50, but fear has killed in the thousands. As you can see from those three anecdotes stories, fear is pernicious. Your fear can manifest itself if you don't stop and take another direction. Fear can paralyze and destabilize your body as you have seen in the scenes of the Kung Fu TV show. Fear can make you worried and push you to behave in a way that is unattractive as you have seen in my unfortunate love story. Fear can also kill you, as you've seen in the Argan, Argan Poe story. Obviously, it's a fictional piece, but we all know cases where fear, anxiety, and worry has led people to death. Some doctors can predict with almost 100% accuracy who is going to survive cancer and who is not. 
attitude is so important. If you're starting to fear for your life and believe that this is the end for you, guess what? It will most likely be. To ignore danger is wrong, but it's also wrong as well as unhealthy to be immobilized by excessive worry and fear of the unknown. That's from Seneca. Of course, we need to be cautious in life. Being a daredevil is not advisable. We need not fear the world. Fear puts our body and mind in a negative, unwholesome state of being, which translates as being tense and most often lead us to make bad decisions. What we need is to respect the world and its risk. We need to know that shit can happen, businesses can fail, relationships can end, and catastrophic events can occur and accidents can happen. Of course, we need to be aware and vigilant, but we need not fear those events because, as I wrote above, we tend to bring them about in our reality by fearing them. When we know the risk and consequences, we can be aware, be respectful of the world, and make better decisions and behave in a way that is most likely to prevent any or less negative outcomes in our lives. Have you heard of the worry table? The table was designed to clearly make a separation between real concerns and fabricated concerns. Worries about disaster, which as later events prove, never happen. About 40% of my anxiety. Worries about decisions I made in the past, decisions about which I could now, of course, do nothing, about 30% of my anxiety. Worries about possible sickness and a possible nervous breakdown, neither of which materialized, about 12% of my worries. Worries about my children, my friends, worries arising from the fact I forgot these people have an ordinary amount of common sense, about 10% of my worries. Worries that have a real foundation, possibly 8% of the total. You see, most worrying is just a smokescreen. Of course, those percentages can vary from a person to another, yet the percentage of real concerns will, be, will still be significantly lower than you might think. We can let it fade away once we understand that those concerns hold no ground. Now, let's talk about those legitimate worries. Sometimes in life, you could be doing everything right and shit will still happen. We need to remember that all clouds have silver linings. I mentioned my relationship failure above. It did hurt a little bit, but the pain did not last. The lesson I learned, however, has a lasting effect and I'm a better man for it. During the blitz in London, the city was bombed by the Germans every day, yet the Londoners who lived throughout those times looked back with nostalgia because the relationships and bonds between people were strengthened and the care for one another was at an all-time high. Remember not to put fear between you and the present moment because that's where you create bad outcomes and bad karma. Once you understand there is nothing to fear, even fear itself, you can put compassion gentleness and kindness between you and the present moment and that's how you make good karma and create greater outcomes and more positive outcomes. I hope now that you understand that fear has a place but it should be kept at the minimum. Sean PDD said that you can't be fearless without a bit of fear. When you have a fear, please never forget and see it as if it's really justified. Peel all the layers one by one and you will see that most of the fears have little to no ground. Most of the time, there's something you can do, an alternative even if that fear were to come true. Once you know that and you know that you'll always be able to cope, it's easy to let go. It's easier to let go. Let go of other people's opinion and a lot of fear will disappear as well. If you have fear of money, realize that you have friends and family who can be there for you if you really need it. Realize that you can always find a job 
shelter to get back on your feet. Whatever the worst case scenario you have fabricated in your mind, use gratitude and find the alternative. Find a positive aspect and you'll realize that there is nothing much to really fear. In life, you will always have a choice between love and fear. Choose love and never let fear come in the way of your playful heart. And that's the end quote by Jim Carrey. Hope you guys like this lecture, this episode. Please share, like and comment and I'll see you next time.